from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live for November 6th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Air Force Head Coach Frank Serratori. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next day at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight on the Podbean app, we are a little bit early today because of some maintenance with the Podbean app, but... Nonetheless, we have college hockey to talk about. This is College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Greenwood Village, Colorado, just outside of Denver. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out of Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you tonight? Well, at least uh, this way, uh, I don't I don't mind. I'm sure that eventually I'll get to learn some of the Colorado geography um, <laughs> since you're all over the place. That's fine. I have no problems with that. It's Listen, I'm going to be in I'm going to be in Greenwood Village until right. the end of May. Really? Yeah. Then I'm going to find a house or an apartment or something no, you and won't. call it home. But right now, no. this is home for me, Greenwood Village, no. Colorado. Well, let's see: Tempe, Minneapolis, St. Louis, Duluth, uh, Duluth, and 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 Las and Vegas, Vegas, and all these Coachella other places. So, what are, so, so, Diego, Ontario, yeah, so, so, so what do you? Right. What are you telling me with this whole, uh, I'm going to be here till May? No, you're not. Uh, okay. You're lucky if you're there tomorrow. All of my personal belongings are going to be here. Oh, that's until, different. Until May. I don't know where I'm going to be. That's Actually, different. I do know where I'm going to be. I am flying out of uh, Denver, Colorado on the 9th, which is Wednesday. I'm going to Phoenix. Oh, that's I won't very nice. Be back, I won't be back in Denver until the 1st of December. So that, oh, listen, uh, folks, is one, two, uh, three weeks on a day. It's very nice of you to give the show for some time off. Yeah, well, he's tired. He's tired. I get it. I, I you know, it. I talked with Coach Berman today at the University of uh, Arizona. Where? And, Who? Uh, what? Yeah. And uh, he told me that he's coming out here this weekend to play Colorado State up in 
uh, nice. Fort Collins, and they can't find a bus. He said a bus is nearly impossible to come by in really? uh, Colorado. Yeah, that's what I told him too. I said, really? <laughs> what, why wouldn't they get one in, in you know that place down south? Why do they need one in Colorado? Because they're flying to Colorado, and they need transportation oh. from the airport to Fort Collins and back again. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, I just thought that was interesting. He couldn't find a bus here because uh, St. Cloud State found one and Anchorage right. found one. Yeah, and they might have a bigger budget. A time. And Minnesota Duluth, too. And, and none of those three teams had a great time in Colorado. Uh, no, it was, a, uh, it was a very interesting weekend. Interesting? Um, the Lindenwood Lions swept. Yeah. The Air yeah, Force yeah. Falcons swept. Yeah. Uh, Colorado College was very close to at least forcing overtime in the second game. Right. And uh, Denver was Denver. If they could uh, convert on some chances, they would have beat St. Claude State 8 nothing last night. Uh, <laughs> goodness Listen, I, I mean, how many they Paul they missed four open nets. I know that that uh, alone I, will tell you how many times that they need to start working on getting the net. I asked uh, Kyle Mayhew, I asked Coach uh, Carl, I asked um, who else do we have? Jack Devine. I asked all three of them. I said, How close do you guys think you are to really exploding? Because not only did you miss four open nets, but you also had multiple opportunities. And, you know, Dominic Bassey, let's be honest, he struggled for the first period and a half. And finally, finally he got under control, but they could have buried him big time if they would have converted a few chances. And they know it. They know uh, they're close. I mean, but... that's, I mean, Denver usually when they, when, when they don't win, it's not, it's usually not because the other team was better. Yeah, yeah, totally. Not, agree. I mean, sometimes it is. Let's let's be real. Sometimes it is, but more often than not, because they have so much talent, that when they lose, it's usually because they didn't convert or they made the mistakes. Because that's the only time you beat Denver. Yeah. Totally agree. Okay, let me give you a couple quick things here because we got Frank Serratore coming on in nine minutes. Right. Um, first on the injury update, Sean Barons was uh, checked from behind, um, and there was two minutes of collective held breaths in uh, Denver as they waited to get him off the ice. He did skate off the ice with assistance. Um, it looked to me, it, it and he was taken to the hospital for uh, precautionary measures. It, it looked to me like the way he was kind of wheezing, that it might have been ribs or lungs or something in that area. I don't want to speculate, but no, but uh, I don't okay, I don't believe it was a head injury is what I'm trying to say. And okay. that's what you worry about the most. Uh, I don't believe that was the case. Two scary incidents because uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Casey Dornbach got hit in the throat with a puck. And spent a couple of nights in the hospital while he uh, recovered from that. Um, so I'll check in with Sean on Tuesday when I get over to Denver and find out uh, how things are going. But we wish him the best. Uh, I know the guys were texting uh, with him, I think, last night uh, after the game. So that's a good sign. And Coach Carl said it was precautionary, which is even a better sign. Right. So we'll hope for, for the very best for Sean. Um Sad news in, in the Denver hockey world, not only for the Pioneers, but in the Avalanche as well. Uh, Peter McNabb passed away uh, today after a short battle with the C-word. 
Paul, I know that hits you really hard as well. And um, he announced in February that, that he was in remission. And now here we it are. Doesn't in, matter. It doesn't um, matter. Yeah, I know. Um, here we are yeah, now. I, I was told that too by somebody. Yeah. 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 I hear you. Um, so yeah. our thoughts and prayers are with the McNabb family and, of course, the Pioneers. Uh, he was a, a stalwart in the Pioneer family and uh, hit David Carl pretty hard. I, I know I sent you. I don't know if you had a chance to see it or not, but I, I sent you the email, the comments from Coach Carl. He went on in depth, and um, I'll have a chance to give him my condolences when I see him on Tuesday and certainly will uh, from all of us. Uh, of course, the Avalanche family lost a good one, too. And really, the NHL lost a really good man because Peter McNabb was uh, an ambassador for years uh, of college and professional hockey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, just, you know, he was here for a lot of years, too, doing TV for the Devils, the New Jersey Devils. Yep. Before he went to Colorado for the Avalanche. And, um, you know, just there's not a lot to say. Um no, you really can't. I just thought we had to get that out. No, I don't, no, que- no, there's no question. I don't. There's no question. You have to get it in, but um, because obviously we know when Frank comes on, we're not going to get a word in edgewise, especially after a sweep uh, that was hard earned against uh, Alaska Anchorage. And before we get into that, I do need to say congratulations to to Rick Zombo and the Lindenwood Lions because Paul, you've been to uh, the West Point Academy and Army. Yeah. You've been to the arena. You know what yeah. it's like. To play yeah, it's that. a hard place to play. And for him to take his team out there, and, and I know he'll never use this as an excuse, but I can say it. It took him 14 hours to get his players there on Thursday um, wow. traveling. That's, that's ridiculous. And when he gets there, they win Friday, they win Saturday, and I don't know how long it took him. I don't even know if he's back yet. He may have just landed back in back in St. Louis. Well, but, wait, when you say they, they flew? I'm certain they did because he said he thought he would be at the airport tonight at 7:30. So I think well, they had some. Wave, del- it took them 14 hours. I think there were some delays along the way, obviously. Clearly, uh, but I don't know where they flew to or how long they were delayed or what the situation was. But if anybody thinks life in college hockey is easy, think again because uh, because I, I'm pretty these sure guys I could drive like the NHL. <laughs> I'm pretty, no, I'm pretty sure I could drive to St. Louis in about 14 hours. Uh, it might be close. It might be close. But anyway, well, they didn't yeah, want to I mean, spend 14 hours on a bus, I'll guarantee you that, because no, they've already uh, bussed to Minnesota and Michigan. Right. <clears throat> I think they moved, yeah, that, at least twice, maybe three times. I, I'm not going to lie. I probably wouldn't be going 55 either. But Yeah. You know. <laughs> so anyway, congratulations to Coach Zombo. I believe yes. we're going to have him on either tomorrow night or Tuesday night. And we're still hoping that we're going to get an Air Force a hockey administrator, either the athletic director or their hockey director, right. uh, to join us either tomorrow or Tuesday. So we'll flip-flop. We'll let you know what's going on in that. Right. Uh, again, okay. it is it is the uh, wonderful time of loss of daylight savings time. So Arizona is now back uh, with us <laughs> on Mountain Time Zone, which makes right. my life a lot easier. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so... So we'll have that. Uh, as I mentioned, a very good weekend, I thought, for Colorado College, uh, save for that one goal that went in uh, off of Caden uh, Americo's skates, it looked like. I went or, between. Bounced off his knee. He went in. Yeah. It, what, a, what a sad. I mean, he played so well. 
I mean, that kid is just, he's just a rising star and an incredible kid. Uh, I told you he waited around for me or I waited around for him um, for several minutes afterwards to talk. And he just, you know, he wanted to talk and, and uh, he really appreciates the support that we give him and, and the Tigers. So uh, congratulations to them. The Bulldogs, it was a tough, tough weekend. Uh, but every weekend in the NCHC is tough ball. Yeah, I, um, you know, it, it, it's not a surprise that uh, you get splits, right? Uh, or games going to overtime because they all seem to do that on a, on a, on a regular basis. Um, you know, especially if you're the, you know, having every coach says it, right? And I know it sounds cliched and, and you know, we probably get tired of hearing it, but sweeps are hard, right? I mean, you have to have everything go your way for two consecutive games against the same team. Yep. Um, you know, I mean. Well, we, we can get into that with Coach in a minute. Let me get a quick break in, and then okay. uh, I'll hook us up with Coach. And when I do, you can come back after the break and keep us entertained for a minute or two while I hook up with Coach Frank Saratori. We'll be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. text message line at 303-943-3772. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Sunday night, which means it's time for College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you in Greenwood Village, Colorado tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Paul, I'm going to give you the microphone for a few minutes to uh, babble on yeah, while I well, connect with Frank Saratori. We'll be well, right back. listen. You're giving me the mic to babble on. That'll be uh, a disaster for people, I'm sure. But, um, you know, as we'll get into tomorrow night, we look take a quick look at the pairwise while we do this. And um, a lot of heavy uh, hockey east at the top. 
uh, along with some NCHC. Uh, the the, the pairwise is kind of all over the place, a little bit different than the, the poles. Uh, we kind of expect that to be. Uh, Hockey East with four teams in the top ten to pairwise. Uh, St. Cloud at one and Denver at two lead the way, but um, right, right smack dab in there in the middle, you got two teams from the three teams from the Big Ten. So um, heavy Hockey East flavor. Hockey East seems to be back, being led by uh, UConn. Um, not, I mean, obviously the brand name in the Power Five school, or you know, or the or the big name school. Um, but uh, okay, Paul, you know, I've got the coach on with us. Hey, coach, how you doing? How you feeling? Good. You're not coming in. You're coming in glitchy. Yeah, I'll, oh, I'll get him, Coach. He thought you were on, and I hadn't connected you yet, but I do have you now. So uh, welcome back to the show, the head coach of the Air Force Falcons, Frank Saratori. Uh, uh, coach, I think Paul was asking how you were doing health-wise. You feeling better? Yeah, I am. Uh, oh. Yeah, I got uh, Yeah, I got through that. Thanks for asking. It was, uh, it was a battle there for a while, but, uh, but uh, the antibiotics and all that, Got the job done. You got the job done. So uh, that's the good news. Absolutely. Well, we're glad to have you on, especially after a sweep. You were telling me a little bit before we came on air about it. So uh, why don't you start off by that? Tell us what it was like this weekend at the uh, the academy. Well, it was it was scary for me because uh, uh, we we went into the weekend without uh, three of our top four defensemen. Our depth is better this year, but. Like it's not good enough to lose guys like that, and uh, and uh, you know to, to to think that we might sweep without Sam Brennan, Luke Rowe, and uh, Luke Robinson in, in the lineup. I I thought that we, that was probably going to be highly unlikely, but uh, you know some good things happened uh, on Friday. We you know we uh, we actually we got off to a good start. We scored the first three goals again. That's never a bad thing, and uh, and then we. You know, we played sloppy for the for the majority of the game. Didn't manage the puck. Our, our defensemen didn't play it. They played as two individuals, not a, not as a pair. And and we just weren't connected. And uh, and our goalie, uh, luckily, our goalie guy blessing was the best uh, uh, player on the uh, on the ice. And uh, so you know, we made it three nothing first ten minutes. They came back quickly, made it three to two before the end of the period. And uh, we played a pretty sloppy game, but. Uh, but Guy came up big and and, uh, and won that game for us. And uh, to be honest with you, we found a way to win. And uh, you got to give the guys credit. We did score the first three goals of the game. And you know, and blessing has been good for us, you know, the entire year. And uh, but we needed to clean some things up. And we went in the second night. And uh, uh, the uh, Saturday morning wasn't your typical Saturday morning, uh, you know, after a win type of meeting. It was like. Uh, Hey, we got to be better, or because we're not going to dodge another bullet like this if we don't play better. And uh, we had some video, and and, uh, and we we like to be honest, we like we we coached we coached our butts off on 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 Saturday morning, and, and to the credit of our guys, like they absorbed it and they went out, and uh, our our decor, even though it was decimated, played much better. They got uh, we got good uh, quick exits uh, out of our zone. We didn't turn pucks over our forwards uh uh you know played north and uh we were able to play you know the majority of the game because we needed our four lines that's where our depth was we didn't have any injuries there 
we needed our four lines to to carry the play uh, to Anchorage, and they didn't really get a chance to do that because we we were in our zone too much on Friday night. But Saturday was a different story. We got out, we got in the offensive zone, and we pressured, and uh, probably our best game of the year. And we did it, like I said, with a you know with uh, with uh, with four uh, freshmen and sophomore defensemen in the lineup along with with uh, Cook and, and uh, Cruz were the only uh, upperclassmen. And uh, we outshot them two to one, like 30, 32 to 14. Uh, it, 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 just a lot of good things happened. We blocked 20 shots. Um, uh, and I think just playing more in the offensive zone, you know, it, it gives our guys an opportunity. It gives our team an opportunity to kind of take the play. You know, we can't. I guess I'm going to go back or I'm going to read my notes from uh, what I have here. We came from behind. They scored the first goal. Uh, we outshot them two to one, like uh, 32 to 14. When you hold a team to 14 shots, you got to feel good about that. Um, we blocked 20 shots, which was it showed the commitment that we had. And our forwards took that game over. It was the best sustained offensive zone, in zone time that we've had all season by far. Uh, at the end. Our five uh, versus six the night before was chaotic. We iced the puck four times, five times. They scored one goal, and then we scored the end on the empty net to secure the win. But uh, uh, our, our five uh, versus six play was was much better. We were there was not there wasn't that desperation. There was a sense of urgency, but there wasn't desperation. We were just way better connected, and uh, um, so you know that that was uh, you know it. I guess when you go into a series when you're and you're missing three of your top four defensemen, like just find a way to get it done. And and we found a way to get it done on Friday. You know, not very pretty, but but Saturday was a complete game. I like it was. It's the best game that we played all year. Uh, and that includes, by the way, a five-five tie with Notre Dame, um, Coach. It seems like every week when I when I read the the I don't want to. The 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 hospital list seems to be pretty big for you guys every week. Um, yeah, is it is the 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 fact that this is a veteran team has to help that? No, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys could have done that last year. Um, we couldn't. We didn't have enough players, and uh, like we would last year, we would have been playing with three or four defensemen if we had. If we had three out, we just didn't have the, the, that that kind of depth. Uh, our forward lines have been pretty healthy. Um, you know, Blessing was out for the first three games of the year, right. and uh, we lost two of those games, and we tied one. We we lost, uh, yeah, we lost to uh, Lindenwood. We lost to Maine, and then we we tied uh, Notre Dame. We won the shootout, but we it was, it was uh, went in the books as a tie. Right. But uh, you know, since since Blessing's been back. Uh, we're five and two so and he, you know he's been our best player and, and you know what when when your goalie's your best player you always got a chance it's like having a Cy Young award pitcher that you can pitch uh, every night I like don't tell my athletic director this but if, if, you, ever, if you got a choice between a great coach and a great goalie take the goalie yeah. well uh, and it's well, not like it's not like the the teams uh, I mean they've been split but it's not like uh, I mean RIT is 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 off to a really good start, and obviously the rivalry with CC. I mean, these were big time games too. This is, you know, the rivalries and 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 the first two conference games of the year too. 
to 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 yeah. manage those the, those injuries. Yeah, and uh, it uh, the RIT series uh, they got a good team, and uh, we won the first night uh, here simply because again, Blessing was the best player on the ice, and uh, and then Saturday night uh, or Friday, Friday we played a Thursday Friday series. The Friday the Friday game RIT was better from start to finish, and uh, and they and they beat us. The CC series they they beat us like a rented mule down there at uh, Ropes and Arena, um, eight lot. They had a touchdown and a two-point conversion. We had nothing, and uh, yeah. we needed to come back. Uh, like, we needed to answer in a big-time way. And uh, to our guys' credit, we did. And that's when we actually lost Roe to a con- concussion, a high stick. Right. And then Robinson got hit in the head with a slap shot, a missile uh, oh. uh, on their power play, and that's where he got his concussion. And um, and we played the remainder of that game with only 5D, but we had mounted a lead, and... and uh, give our guys credit i mean those three you know what those series they're all the games are important guys but there's right. certain games that certain series is that there's a little bit more weight on them and they, and uh just the uh, emotional drain by from some of them in the cc series is one of them armies that way denver's that way there's just uh it, it's they're just you know hey they're going to be a physical series but they're also mentally and emotionally draining and uh we won that game against cc on on Saturday night, and I went in and I was whooping it up. I wanted to get the boys going, and they were sitting there dead. I go, "What's wrong with you guys? We just beat the Tigers <laughs> after getting lit up last night." And Willie Willie Ryan goes, "Coach, we're tired. We're tired." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, you got uh, you got Bentley coming up now, so you're digging into the heart of this uh, Atlanta hockey schedule. What's your thoughts on Bentley coming in, and what do you expect out of them? They've been struggling, so I like to be honest with you. Like it's Sunday, we uh, I, we really haven't looked at film on them. We're going to start doing that tomorrow and Tuesday. And uh, you know, all I can say is, you know, there's no bad teams in, in college hockey, and and uh, you know, it's uh, like Lindenwood and, and Anchorage are a case study. I mean, hey, Anchorage beat Western Michigan, and they beat. Uh, Northern Michigan. I mean, and yeah. basically, with a, like, he started putting t- a team together ten months ago, and uh, with the transfer portal, the new landscape, you know, it, like it's it. There's never been a better time to start a program, um, and uh, they had a bunch of transfers, a bunch of. You, you, the, the bottom line is, you can get men in. You don't have to bring in all boys and play with all boys, and uh, and you could have you could have some separation in your classes. You're not bringing in 22 freshmen, and then that Lindenwood group. Like, they had two lines that could just fly. And, I mean, uh, not only did they get a game from us, they got a game from Bentley, and they swept Army. They went right into West Point <laughs> right. and get a swept Army. So that tells you a lot about, like, uh, you know, college hockey. Like, nobody is bad. Uh, it, 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 like, it, if you're bad, you're, you know, you're either incompetent or you just have some horrible chemistry or you run into injuries because – there's more players that can out there that can play than there are lockers available. So everybody's competitive and Bentley's struggling right now, but we know that, that they're going to be a competitive team. Um, and, uh, like you asked me, what about Bentley? You know, I'm not really concerned with Bentley. I'm more, cons- I'm not concerned about the Bentley Falcons. I'm concerned about the air force Falcons and the <laughs> battle of the birds here. And, well, t- you know, we've got them in our building and, uh, the bottom line is, is you you got to win your games at home. You got to find a way to win your games at home. We split with a good RIT team. Bentley's coming in, and uh, if they can get points here, uh, 
you know, uh, a little pun intended, that'll be a feather in their cap, you know. And uh, but we need, like, we need to, we need to. You got to get your points at home, and uh, you got to get the majority of the points at home, and and you got to pick up some on the road. And um, like, we have to, we have to seize the opportunity. We've got Bentley this weekend, and then we go on a four-game road trip. We go to AIC, which is which is always tough, and then we go into Mercyhurst, which is not. They're struggling too, but. But the, the, the Mercyhurst Ice Arena is not an easy place to play either. Well, this is this is. I mean, when, if you look at the schedule, I mean, all conference games are tough. But this is the one long conference road trip that you have in terms of being out uh, in back-to-back weekends after this Bentley series. Does that put even more importance on the Bentley series this weekend because you have that four-game road trip coming up? Well, I mean, like I like I said, I don't really, you know, they, you look at your schedule, and you know, right. we got to get as many points as we can at home, and we got to go on the road. Hey, if you if you want to if you want to win a championship, if you, if you aspire to be a champion, there's two attributes you need to have as a team. You have to have the ability to come from behind, and you have to have the ability to win on the road. So, like, I, I don't really look at them as being connected. We got the two games against Bentley, and then we're going to go on the road. And uh, for our guys, it's actually not a bad thing. They, they, they they're you know, it's going to be most of it's going to be over Thanksgiving break, and right. uh, they're going to be in a hotel. They're going to be rested. The hardest part about playing at home here is they like they go to school. If we play on Friday night, they go to school on Friday morning, and and, and uh, when they try to get a nap in the afternoon, but uh, it doesn't always work out too good. And there's oftentimes chaos in the dorms. You know, um, uh, militarily by you know on, on on Thursday night, not really involving our guys, but they sure can hear it. And uh, <laughs> so it's nice for our guys. I would like to be honest with you, like, like our guys like to go on the road. We, we check into a Marriott and, and, uh, and there's no, no chaos. There's no noise. They get a good night's sleep. Uh, we bring tutors uh, so they can get their schoolwork done. And, uh, you know, being on the road with the Falcons, with the Air Force Falcons is, uh, is, 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 uh, is, is a pretty good deal. Well, I'm looking forward to doing that. When you guys come to Tempe, I'm going to make it down there, Paul. Paul's going to evade us again, but, but I'm going to be there coach when you're playing the desert classic. So um, you talked a little bit about the parody already in college hockey, but it's got to be exciting to see the rebound from the pandemic, right? Oh, no doubt. I I, like, let's put that in the rear view mirror. It was awful. And, um, and it's great to see everything humming right now. And, and, and you're right. Like, I don't know about the, so much parody. There just isn't any, there's no bad teams. Everybody's competitive, but don't, but, but, uh, don't kid yourself. Uh, the rich are getting richer with the new rules. I mean, well, you know, be, there, there was a, at one time there was 18 equivalency scholarships. You couldn't mix, uh, um, academic aid or need aid with that 18. Now, now they can. So they call it stacking money. Some of these schools, I got 23, 24 guys on full rides. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, the, um, the the cost of attendance money that the Big Ten is getting, uh, the transfer portal. Hey, the, let's face it, the re- the real gems, the real good players, are going up the food chain. They ain't going down. So I think everybody's competitive, but don't kid yourself. Like the the, the rich are getting richer. The same, you know, you see the same thing in football. Um, you know, with the you know with the Power Five schools, and uh, you know, and, and there's a few dogs at the bottom. Colorado's one of them, but for the most part. Like the Power Five schools are separating from the Group of Five, the you know the Mountain West and the American Conference and the MAC and those the and the uh, 
the WAC and the MAC and those schools. And, uh, um, and that's happening in our sport. And uh, right now, like with us, we can't worry about the Big Ten. We can't worry about the NCHC. We, we can't. Like, right, all we, we, like, we need to do the best we can in our league. And if we can win our league and win the league championship, we're going to get an AQ and we're going to go to the national tournament and, and we're going to get – we're going to get a shot at one of those goal highs, you know, but, uh, um, so for us right now, uh, it's great. This, this, you know, we did pretty well in our non-conference up to this date, up to this time, we got to go to, uh, Arizona state, uh, in January, but right now we're going to be getting into league play. And, uh, and to me, league play is everything because, you know, that's the yellow brick road. I mean, that's the road to us. Like, uh, we gotta, you know, we gotta win Atlantic hockey. If we, Get to, if we win Atlantic Hockey, we get that AQ, and uh, uh, and and we go to the Big Dabs, and uh, we get it. We get to take a shot at one of the Giants. Well, Coach, I know it's early, but you guys at thirty-one in that top in that top half of the the pairwise. Like I said, I know it's early, but you guys have half your league in that top half of of the pairwise, and that's pretty darn good, especially with uh, you know. T- Two or two of those teams right there on the edge of the top sixteen. Um, it's it's been a good start. It's not going to get you. <laughs> it's not going to get you that large bid. Twenty no. to get you that large bid. You know, like fifteen ain't, ain't going to get you probably an at large bid. You know, um, so no, no. Like I'm not ashamed of where we're at. And when you look at the power schools, like really, when you look at them, the Big Ten schools, the majority of schools in the NCHC. You throw in Boston University, Boston College, Providence, some of those schools. I mean, you know, like how many how many giants are there? It's probably around, you know, eight, you know, minimum fifteen, maximum twenty. Uh, you know, which is you know uh, twenty five to thirty percent of of of, uh, of college hockey, and then the rest of us, you know, the CCHA, the ECAC. Hey, you know, you could throw, you could probably throw Quinnipiac and Mankato. In with those, you know, as a, as a, just a, you know, right with some of those uh, giants, and then right. obviously there's teams that are, you know, that you can't play to the NCHC, you know, uh, you know, CC's not quite there yet. The bottom teams in, in hockey East aren't quite there yet. Uh, hey, UConn is definitely there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Massachusetts is definitely there. Um, so uh, again, when you're when you're talking about uh, those giants, uh, the Power Five schools of college hockey you know probably talking you know 15 to 20 teams is that fair guys that is, yeah is, yeah you're yeah. you're right on yeah. you're right on yeah well listen i like you know i i just know that the league is um has has, has worked very hard to to improve those numbers and at least for now it's it's a start no well yeah i mean like it is, but it's not like like we're just knocking teams off in non-conference left and right. right. You know, um, I, again, I like to me, you do the best you can in our non-conference. Like we, I got like we had ten non-conference games this year because we hosted the icebreaker, and right. I'd like to, you know, I tried to schedule like four upper echelon games, and, I, and even like lower echelon. I don't mean that as an insult. Right, we understand. You know, it, it, but. And then there's middle, and uh, our lower echelon games were against Anchorage and, and uh, Lindenwood. We were three and one there. Uh, we're all one and one against the big boys against Maine and Notre Dame, and uh, 
and then the middle echelon with CC were one and one. So that you know our, that that series, how we do non-conference wise, is going to end up you know getting down to how we do in that in that Arizona Desert Classic because we're going to play a couple of giants there. Obviously, Boston University, Arizona State's got a really good team, and and Michigan Tech's good year in and year out. So so. You know, if we can get a game at the Desert Classic uh, or two, that that's going to make you know that's going to really help our pairwise. That'll be like a almost like a, a preparation for for a possible regional. That's a really good point. It, it would that that's a, it would be that will be simulating a regional. That's a you know what I'm going to steal that and use that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Go for that, it. No, it's exactly it's exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. Go for it. Okay, so so let's talk about Guy Blessing a minute because um, I talked to when when you were out, I talked to your assistant coach and and had a chance to talk, and I said, um, you know, what's it like? He was telling me about all the guys who were come back, and then he kind of glossed over the fact, oh yeah, and we don't have Alex Schilling this year, and I'm going like, whoa, 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 stop here. Uh, we all know goaltending is where is that, and you lose a guy like Alex Schilling, but you get a guy like Guy Blessing who appears to be ready to take this role and run with it. Is he going to be the next great Falcon goaltender? Well, I hope so. I mean, uh, he's trending that way. And, uh, like, he's been our best player game in and game out. And, uh, uh, you know, as a freshman, these kids come in and they need to get stronger. And Guy got in and, and he's like a 6'3 gymnast, but he's a, but he was a bone rack and he needed to get some muscle on him. And uh, he would break down. They, these freshmen... Most of them break down. Schilling was a 98-pound weakling when he came in as a freshman. We, we started having him lift, lift weights right away his freshman year. And then, and then they make their biggest step from their freshman to their sophomore year. And, they, like, Guy is just so much physically stronger. Like, uh, And he can go back-to-back nights with no problem. Uh, he, he's gained some man strength. Schilling did the same thing uh, from his – freshman year to his sophomore year and uh but shills was a six footer you know guys uh, uh six three takes up a lot of net and um you know i enjoy working with him i'm, I'm the head coach uh <laughs> here but i'm also uh, a position position coach and i my position is you know, i'm the goalie coach joe doyle's a position he, he coaches the defense andy burke uh, uh coaches the the forwards uh, so uh i've i've been you know enjoyed working with uh uh, with Guy this year because he's just able to to do so many more things and his endurance is so much better with that with that added strength that he's that he that he's acquired in the off season. Coach, tell me, is there uh, is there a similarity in personalities between the two, or uh, are they completely different? Um, with Schilling, yeah, between Schilling and, and Guy. Schilling was just laid back, cool, but cool, <laughs> like nothing, got, nothing. <laughs> Nothing phased him. Like he had a short memory. Like one of the mentally stronger, one of the most mentally strong goalies I've ever had. He wasn't the best athlete in that we've ever had, but mentally strong. And he's a guy that could. Like I remember the Army series in the quarterfinals. <laughs> he led in that first game. He led in two stinkers. They came back and tied. And uh, and I'm going, oh my god! You know, we went into the third period, and yeah. he makes three or four big saves. Like you know, he did. He's one of those guys, like, it's all about the next shot as a goalie. And you can't let the last one that went in affect the next couple shots you have. And Schilling was awesome with that. And Guy has just got such a – he's got more of a vicarious personality. And he's, he's bright-eyed and he's enthusiastic. And, and he's just a, a – he's an ultra-positive guy. Like, like, 
the glass is not half full for him. The glass is full with him every day. <laughs> like he's just one of those guys that, I, like, I'm sure he's had a bad day, but I, like I've never seen it. You know, I've never seen him have one. Yeah, well, I mean, go ahead. Paul. I mean, the team teams feed off this, though, right? I mean, whether it's the laid back guy that nothing bothers, or or hey, let's go, don't worry about that one, we'll get the next one. The rest of the team feeds off that, no matter how good or 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 you know what's going on on the rest of the ice. No. Well, you better have a goalie first and foremost. Oh yeah. Well, you don't have a chance. Like right. Um, I used to say like. Uh, I have an old saying. There's an old saying: goaltending's fifty percent of the game, unless, of course, it's bad goaltending. Then it's a hundred percent of the game, <laughs> and, and, and uh, you got to have one. And uh, like, I, like I've been fortunate to work with a lot of good kids. Uh, like when you're here, Scott, next time, go downstairs and look on the wall. During my tenure, we've got ten goalies that were yeah. like that were all Americans or all conference conference MVPs. Uh, over my tenure here, so I'm real proud of the guys that we we brought in, and I'm real proud of the work that 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 uh, that I've done with them. And uh, um, no, there's a we have a history of great goalies. There's something I think about the service academies that you know that that help these guys mentally and helps their mental toughness uh, because we've had guys come in that the rap on them is they're, is they're not very mentally tough, and then all of a sudden they turn out to be. You know, you know, conference. Hey, Sterrett signed a pro contract with Edmonton. Billy Christopoulos played pro hockey. Uh, Andrew Volkening is a legend here. You know, Jason Torf, uh, Schilling. I like Larock was an all-conference goalie. Uh, like on it, Mike Polidor, uh, Kilkuski. Uh, like the list goes on and on. And I, and and I don't think I say that because, you know, uh, I, when was the last time Air Force had a bad goalie? Like we haven't period and you know what when was the last time army had a bad goalie they haven't you know so i think there's something to you know you know them coming here getting into this uh, structure this academy all the challenges it has and i i think uh it just yeah it either you know what doesn't destroy you makes you stronger and i think there's just something about it that's you know these service academies that's 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 good for the mental growth and the mental toughness of uh uh, of goaltenders. Okay, I want to ask you one more about uh, about the, the the way the team is laid out this year. Uh, Joe told me that he was happy with the guys that came back and the improvements that made in the off season, and we're getting ready to uh, have a good season. We know that your team peaks at the right time at tournament time, but um, with your record right now, game over five hundred, are you happy with where you're at right now, or do you still think there's a long way to go? Um, there's still a long ways to go, but it was great to see us. When we're great, it's not because we have a great collection of talent. It beca- it's because we become great collectively. And um, Saturday night was the first time that we've been great collectively. And it, it takes a while, and that's why we always peak so late, because it takes that time to become the ultimate team. That when, when, when we're great, when, that's what we become. We're the ultimate team. We're the sum of our parts. And uh, some teams win because they just throw a bunch of NHL draft choices over the over the boards, and 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 uh, you know when you've got when you add good coaching to that, like if they did, like they, let's look at Minnesota uh, or Denver, like yeah, and then now you've got you got somebody that's going to strongly contend for the national championship. But but when we're we're good, we're good because we become great uh, collectively, and uh, it just takes a while, and that's why 
but I'd like to think, Scotty, with what you're saying, like it took us all the way to the very end last year because we were so dang young <laughs> yep. to be able to gel and become that team we wanted to be. And it, it all kind of came together the last two weeks of the regular season with Canisius and RIT, and then we went out to Army and won that. Then we beat RIT again, and all of a sudden, whoa, we're in the championship game. What the hell happened here? We were picked to finish ninth out of ten teams, and, and we're playing it. You know, we're playing in the championship game in a year where college hockey's never been older. We were never younger, with only one four-year senior, and we end up getting to the championship game. So now you look fast forward a year, and we've got a legit senior class. Um, our, our guys have got some man strength. We were way more boy than man last year. And uh, we're way more man than boy. I look at those guys in the locker room. When I asked Rob Rush, our equipment manager, I said, did those T-shirts shrink in the wash <laughs> over the summer? And he assured me that the T-shirts did not shrink. Um, the boys, have got, uh, they got in the weight room, and they've gotten bigger and stronger. And, uh, and we are a little deeper, and that added depth enabled us to dodge uh, a bullet this weekend uh, against uh, – Anchorage. It also enabled us to dodge a bullet by being able to hang on to the lead that we mounted against Colorado College uh, a week from last Saturday. Well, and coach, you know, as you look as you look at your roster, you don't have a whole lot of seniors on this team either, even though you have much more experience. You know what? You did your homework tonight. You're on, you're on your game. You're on your game, man. Paul, you know, like this might be your best performance. Oh, nice. Whoa. Yes, yes, yes. Boy, that head is swelling big. <laughs> and, and you, you make it's a great point you know like, you know we were talking about it and we said like we because we have all these guys back they all played right. here we didn't lose anybody and so we kind of assumed that you know people was hey, that we were old we're not we're not old yet One thing no. we, we're not old but we're pretty experienced you know with all we had we had freshmen and sophomores and juniors playing in roles last year especially freshmen and sophomores that in roles that they shouldn't have been playing in because we didn't have a senior class. Um, so you're right. We still are not like we are not that old, but we are pretty experienced. You know, we're pretty, Hey, where we weren't experienced was in the goal. And uh, blessing right. to this point is, as you know, has stepped up and, and said, uh, you know, has shown that hopefully like he's trending in that direction where it looks as though, uh, you know, hopefully he's going to be able to fill you know, fill that void. And and that has to help. Like I said, we know you've had some injuries, especially this past weekend, but do having that extra experience when you're playing that against the extra attacker, um, as you said, there you played with determination and not like you were hanging on for dear life. You know, <laughs> determination, not desperation, not right. panic, you know, and, uh, we panicked on Friday a little bit, and we just fired some pucks blindly down the ice. Right, and they ended up scoring. And we just we talked about it in our meeting, and we, they just handled that with a lot more poise. And Paul, I'll be honest with you, like our decor was decimated. We had two. Right. We had uh, we had Cruz, who's de- who's usually our seventh D, and he right. was paired with Cook. And then we had four freshmen and sophomores uh, back on D, and uh, probably should have split this series. Uh, we didn't play very well on Friday night. You know, give us credit. We scored the first three goals. But Blessing, you know, we won that game because we ended up winning it because Blessing was the best player on the ice. And the same thing with that first RIT game. And, uh, you know, hey, you know, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but, like, you know, when you've got a goalie, when you've got a, a goalie playing like that, it's like it's like a baseball team having 
a Cy Young Award pitcher that yeah. you could pitch every night, you know? Right, right. And, and, you know, so I just and I just wanted to point that out because, like I said, you, when, you, when you look at, at your roster, uh, I don't want people to get the impression that you're chock full of seniors, so I wanted to make sure I pointed that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and, and, uh, and point made again. Like I said, you're on your game, man. And uh, we are like, uh, you know, hey, we have two seniors that are playing uh, up, up front right now. We have a couple other seniors that are in a support role, but um, uh, but we've only got really we got uh, Norlin and, and Ryan that are playing, and then back on defense, uh, Cook is our is and Cruz are there. But like I said, when we got all our guys healthy, Cruiser's like our seventh guy, and Cook, of course, is uh, all conference guy, one of our top four. And um, so when you look at our lineup, you know who are the who are going to be the, the key losses, the guys that are going to be tough to replace. There's only three of them, you know, yeah. um, that, you know, yeah. Okay. So final one for me is a two-parter. Number one, any rumor that this seventies night thing was your idea? You know what? <laughs> I, like for me, for me, like, uh, and, and the people I hang out with, like that are, my, that are about my age, like every night is seventy seconds. Like that's what all my wardrobe is, you know. And uh, and, uh, and the music that they played is all the music I listen to at home anyway. So so like to me, like it's always seventy seconds for me. So like uh, I was glad everybody else uh, could join my party. Everybody else kind of assimilated to my world for one night. Love that. Here's the serious one to end it on. Uh, talk about your leaders because I've had the, the great opportunity and pleasure. Thanks to you and Dave Toller for, for, uh, allowing me to visit with a couple of guys like Luke Grohl and Willie Rhyme. and man, oh man, if there's not two better leaders in college hockey, I don't know where they would be. And secondly is, I don't know if there's two better people, because they are always open, honest, friendly, and upbeat every time I talk with them. So just give them a little shout out if you could. Oh no, no, like, but you know, we got a whole room full of guys. I know like you that, do. But, but uh, like, Roe is is a rock star, and so is Willie Ryan, and you know our other two guys. Hey, if you know Blake Bride is a delightful young man, just delightful, always smiling, always positive, and and then you know, have you spent any time around uh, around Luke Robinson? I have not, and he's my next one, my next target. I talked to Blake last year, and I'm going to get Blake and Luke this year. Like I'm, you know, I'm 65 years old, and I like, and I'm, I aspire to be as mature as he is. You know, so, <laughs> like, his maturity levels it way far exceeds mine, and uh, like, like he's an impressive young man too. And then, but you go through our locker room, and and uh, you know, it's the Air Force Academy, it's the Leadership Laboratory, and. Um, uh, you're right on with what you're saying about Luke Rowe. They've got a captain's group um, at the Air Force Academy where all the team captains, uh, they, they they have meetings and whatnot, and they get and they talk about leadership and what they're doing with their teams and, and all that type of thing. And they voted that they, all the captains, 28 sports, and all the captains from those 28 sports, and keep in mind, like football's got like, eight of them, you know, and, right. and uh, it's not just every team has one, you know, um, and uh, anyway, they voted, they have, they, they vote that, that like for, a, for a, somebody to be one male and one female to be the captains, uh, to be the captain of the captain's group. And Luke Rowe was selected uh, uh, on the men's side as, as the captain of the captains. And, uh, and that's all the sports at the air force Academy, the leadership laboratory. So, you know, that's 
that's quite a statement. And uh, so your your observations and what you see in Rowe are 2020, Scott. Yeah, he's he he's an unbelievable uh, student athlete, and uh, man, I can't I can't wait to see what he does with his future because America's going to be better with him. Absolutely, well, for sure. That is for sure, Coach. One last one, um, a little bit more general. Uh, we we know about the one new building you're going to get to play in this year. You actually get to be one of the few teams that plays in two. Have you talked to C.J. Maritolo about his new building at all? No, I, I, I really haven't. I know it's gonna, it's dynamite. He, he showed me the plan. He sent me, you know, the, you know, what, whatever the blueprints, you know, the, 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 the right. that the builders put together, the mock-up, and, uh, and it's like, it's it pretty impressive. And of course, you know, down in Tempe, I heard they're rocking and rolling. I heard it, that. Uh, that that's the toughest ticket in town. Is that is that is that true? Yeah, it it's getting there. And I'll also tell you two things. I've been there for a couple of series now. Um, everybody from NHL players to NCAA players have told me that that's the best ice they've been on this season. So that's a good thing, I guess. And uh, secondly, is I can guarantee you that you, because you're not an N- NHL team, you will have a full locker room that won't be on an ice surface. Right, and I've already negotiated. Uh, I've already negotiated the, uh, our locker room with Polly. Polly and I've been going. We go back a long ways, and uh, and I was the first one to reach out for Polly when they went varsity, and and, uh, and uh, he remembers that he's a good man, and uh, and, uh, and 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 he's uh, he's loyal to the people that were loyal to him. Uh, I really, I think the world of that guy. He's he's top shelf. Now he did such a great job, Frank, against North Dakota. I don't think I've ever seen that team in seven years, six years, um, dominate a third period like they did against North Dakota and Vegas. And they had everything going against them. So, yeah, you're right. They're, uh, he's doing a great job, and, and we're happy for him. No, no doubt. They just got to gotta find their way into a league and, and then, uh, you know, watch out. I hate. They're one of those halves. They're a half. They're a power five school. They get into a conference, watch out. Watch out. Well said, Coach. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, I'll see you very soon. And uh, tell your boys that uh, those sandals are coming, but we got a new logo, and I want to give them the new ones, not the old ones. So I'm bringing some swag when I come down. I'll be there for the Holy Cross series. So uh, I will see you then. Look forward to seeing you. And uh, uh, thanks for having me on, Scotty, Paul. Uh, Anytime. Thanks, Coach. That's uh, head Coach from Air Force, Frank Saratori, joining us tonight. And uh, we always appreciate having the coach on and visiting. We're glad that he's feeling better. Uh, he said the antibiotics did a great job. One more quick break. Paul and I will be back to uh, wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Live. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, That's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Exclusive.
exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games on your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is College Hockey West Live. Uh, as I keep playing, uh, apparently uh, your boy wants to keep talking, and I just can't get him to quiet down. Well, listen, <laughs> uh, I, 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 that's low-hanging fruit, right? I mean, the the, the, the chip and the, the, the fruit, you know, it's not that far from the shoulder or whatever the heck the expression is. The fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, or whatever the heck it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we love it. It is College Hockey West Live. Paul, you and I both, I think, kind of salivate when we hear Frank Saratori's uh, coming on because yeah. what a great guest. Uh, he's always so knowledgeable. He's always honest and tells it the way it is. And we never have to really ask too many questions because nope. he'll just let you to go. Uh, we oh, just turn him on and go. That's the best part. You know, <laughs> that's the best part between him and, 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 and Rick Zombo when we have him on. I only have to really get ready for one question because after that it it it's katie bar the door and it's great love it okay so tell me this how are you getting out of your house tomorrow with all these compliments he kept throwing about you being on your game and all this and all that i mean that head has got to be so swollen i don't know yeah. how you get through the door i had to buy new headphones oh okay i was worried about that i was seriously worried that that was gonna happen but yeah uh, well listen when good. he's right he's right Good stuff. Good stuff tonight. We uh, we got a lot of good stuff out of them, as I thought we would. Um, I just feel bad that I can't get there enough because, you know, you'd think that being 40 minutes from them or less, I would be there a lot more. But we have so many quality hockey uh, teams in our league or that we cover. I call yep. it a league, a yep. conference. Let's call it a conference. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> anyway. Some people would love that. Uh, so I, I told you today, I said, I think it's time we have to start posting the pairwise and you alluded to it. I know when I was getting coach on, but, um, let's talk about that real quick for just a few minutes before we go away tonight, because what time does the, by the way, what time does the maintenance start? So we don't run over. Uh, yeah, well, we've got, we've got another 32 minutes till maintenance start, but we only have okay, about another check. 15 before we got to shut up. Well, no, I, well, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you sure you don't want to save the pairwise for tomorrow? No, because tomorrow's the Super 16, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I want pairwise to start coming out on Sunday, so that's why we did the graphic. And as soon as the show is over with, I will post it on our Twitter account and right. Twitter accounts, and people can see it. But I just think it's fun to look at it as each week. You know, we all know where everybody has to be. We all know about the AQs. We all know about all this stuff. But you kind of want to track, don't you? I mean, I do. I mean, listen, I think everybody does. I think it's semi-useless until we get to through Thanksgiving and so forth and so on because it just teams move up and down so much. Like, you know, ASU after games were over this, you know, at certain points this weekend, you know, even though they're right now they're at 22 after this afternoon's game with RIT and, uh, don't tell me that now, because oh. 21 is what I saw. Well, it was <laughs> accurate until that game ended. Well, yeah, I know. Showed it to me. 
Yeah, I'm I'm still going with 21 because that's it's what fine, it was. Whatever. I looked at it today. So whatever. Like I said, RIT beats AIC um, uh, this afternoon, and it kind of. But I mean, Asia was as high as 17 at one point this weekend. Yeah, and and I get the part that it fluctuates. I guess the things that I look at is like we have a number three team in Denver. We have number. I'm going with 21 in Arizona State. 31, as you well, mentioned Denver's earlier, actually, with Air right. Force. But here's the thing that's interesting, Paul. If I would have told you before the season started that the, that two of the teams are going to be 32 and 39, would you have told me that they were going to be Alaska Fairbanks and Lindenwood? Uh, no, I no. would not have said that. <laughs> I would not either. And uh, Colorado College at 45, Alaska Anchorage at 51. We know CC now is jumping into league play, which uh, can yeah. elevate them with W's very quickly. Um, well, let's listen. That's the advantage, right? Of being in that conference. Yep. You know, you win and, 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 and you, you bounce up pretty high. Um, and you know, you have teams where that you look at me like, oh, wow. Like we knew UConn was going to be good and they are, uh, I don't know if I expected at one point to see them at five in the pair wise, but that's where they are. Right. Um, you know, the, some of the, you know, I certainly haven't expected Western Michigan to be where they are. Uh, they're, they're fooling me so far. Um, you know, even Merrimack and Hockey East is at 20. You know, they're 6-3. and three. They're on the, the, the edge of the top 20, so to speak. Um, and it's it's kind of, even Miami, by the way, Miami at 4-5-1 and one for the season is at 26 in the pairwise at this point. Yeah, I mean, and I, I get that. And, you know, one comment I want to make about about Denver, and I, I saw this myself this weekend or on Saturday night, um, that team is going to get better. They have a very quality team. I told you about all the opportunities they had that didn't, didn't materialize in the goals. But um, I asked David Carl, and I'll talk to him more about it on Tuesday, is – that this target of being a national champion, this target of wanting to win number 10 first, um, it's, it's real for every other team that plays them. And I think it, it might be like, he told the media myself included that when he looked at the schedule to where they are and he, he was kind of flabbergasted. He said, I don't know where we are at eight, 10 games, wherever he goes, I'd find a, uh, uh, a very hard time finding a tougher schedule than the one we've played. And I, I thought about it for a minute and I thought about it overnight. And I woke up this morning. And I said, I agree to a certain extent. You played some really hard games, but I think what you're playing, what's happening more with Denver is you're getting the best effort out of every team. And I saw that myself from St. Cloud, they threw everything they had in this series. Again, a uh, first one on TV, the second one in person, but you know, that's and he and he said this. Coach Carl said this. He goes, "That's going to make us better in the end by playing this tough competition." And I just think that, boy, if there's a team that's poised to repeat, it might be the Pioneers because of what's happening right now from every other team. Well, you know, when you're the champs, you get that target on your back, whether you're playing, you know, a conference rival or a non-conference game. You know. 
you're you're like you said you're going to get everybody's best effort every night now that best effort might not be any good on that particular night but you're going to get the best that anybody has on that given night whether it's enough to win or lose is another story but you know you don't get to play the defending national champs every weekend yeah exactly and it doesn't get any easier for denver as they uh, we'll pack up this weekend and head up to Grand Forks in the Ralph to uh, do a little battle against North Dakota. Um, and North Dakota had a little battle themselves at Miami this weekend. So um, and I don't coach Saratori didn't want me to say parody, but uh, what is that then? You know, I mean, if every team is, is pretty good, isn't that parody? Is not the definition? Um, well, the def- everybody's equal. But some teams okay. are more equal than others. Okay. Um, you know, I know North, once again, you know, North Dakota is one of those teams you're going to get somebody's best effort every night, whether you're defending champs or not, because you are a brand name in college hockey, just like the Boston schools, BU and BC. Um, you're going to get people's best every night. Um, you know, some of the, the Big Ten schools, you know, they're all the name brands, so to speak. You're going to get people are going to get give you their best effort every night. Um, you know, and as you get into conference play, it gets even more scrambled. So, um, we're going to see what happens. Um, you know, the, there is, you know, some teams look, some leagues look like it's a little bit down this year than they were last year. And other leagues look like, uh, they're up from where they were last year in the last couple of years. So it's going to be very, very interesting as we go on. Um, because I think this is shaping up, at least for now, as we get into conference play. Uh, you're, it's going to be a complete scramble if the early re- returns are any indication. All right, let me end my part of this on a couple of notes. Um, number one, I am very impressed with the two Alaskas and Lindenwood because what they've all gone through and uh, made these transitions, if you will. I know Fairbanks was around last year, but for both Anchorage and Lindenwood to come out and play as inspired and as high-quality hockey as anybody in, in the NCAA, I'm extremely proud to have them in our coverage, coverage area, and I think the coaches are doing a fantastic job. And I think a lot of coaches, like Frank said, um, you know, he thought Lindenwood and, and Anchorage might be their two um, – and, and not take anything Yeah, we away, know what you're two, saying. We know what you're saying. Yeah, the two weaker, two weaker teams and – Boy, nobody wants to play them right now, especially Lindenwood. Well, I'm going to say both of them. I, I can tell you right now, I bet Coach Powers is preparing like never before for an Anchorage team that he's going to face this weekend, and I'll be there for it. Oh, you um, have to. Have to. Oh, you, have you, to. Just, you just can't take a moment off because no. Frank told you how quickly they can score if if you give them an opportunity. So I, I'm proud of that part of it. The other thing that I'm extremely proud of is the strides that everybody's making. And I know Colorado College is frustrated because the, it doesn't show in the wins and losses. And I know if Not they'd yet. have won, if they'd have won Saturday night, it would have meant an awful lot because it would have got them to 500. Right. And instead, now they're two games below five, and right. they, they're chasing it a little bit. Right. But when you see the maturity, Paul, and I've seen it in the locker room there. Um, these guys are gaining maturity, and I don't want to be around to uh, play them come NCHC uh, tournament time. Well, listen, you're, you're. Um, I know that uh, 
Coach Mayotte will never say anything like this, uh, but we can. Um, you've got a couple of games on the road this week at a team you should be better than. Should. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Uh, um, and, you know, this is a chance for them to get, quote, unquote, back on the track. It's never easy to win on the road. Okay. But if you're going to make hay in the conference like we think they can, then these, then you have to go on the road on weekends like this and get at least a win and a tie. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think things are starting to settle in for their freshmen. I mean, man, they've got some really good freshmen up front. They, uh, they got Ethan Strachey, which is really, a, a, which, which is, he is a very solid freshman defenseman and Caden Embarico, the sponge. I mean, what can we say? I mean, he's don't, we, what we can say is don't say that because that's, <laughs> Oh, he loves it. He loves it. Care. So does coach Mayotte. Whatever. They, uh, they're digging it because, uh, Man, I, I'm telling you, Paul, I am telling you, that's a 70s reference since uh, since Frank had a 70s night. Anyway, <laughs> when the puck comes into Caden, it's different than everybody else. It's like Velcro or a sponge. It sticks to him. I asked him that. I go, how are you doing this? And I don't want to give too many pats on the back because his head will get big too. But he gives a lot of credit to Peter Menino uh, to help oh, him geez. find the right posi positioning. Uh, in goal, and I asked Peter about that. I saw him for a few minutes after uh, Saturday or Friday's game, and he said, "You know, uh, I don't want to make excuses, but look where where Cadence played this year. He had to play in you know upstate New York <clears throat> in a barn, basically a nice old barn, but right. different. Um, he had to play at Mullet at the uh, brand new facility there. Um, he had to play against Air Force." Uh, I guess he didn't play in that series, but uh, he's played against them uh, at the academy. He's played, you know, I mean, he's had different scenes. And that's what, what Peter was trying to say is like, hey, he just takes, it just takes some time as a goalie to get comfortable. And I think this was the weekend. I mean, I know his goals against was, you know, he gave up two and two games and that one was really fluky. And I'll bet you he would want that back a million times over. Um, but goodness gracious you're playing Duluth and uh you stand up to that firepower and if you don't think you you texted me and you said Denver's gonna play angry well guess who else is playing angry Saturday night and they barely came away with a 3-1 victory and that was the I Bulldogs know. they were angry I know I I, I get it I, so I I, I'm really excited for them and of course uh, Denver at seven and three I think they look at it as yeah it's seven and three but we just want to continue to build and come play us tournament time. And we'll show you who's, who's real and who isn't. And oh. um, my final thing, I got to get this in there because you know, my man, you know, my man, Aiden Hobie Thompson uh, got his chance to play this weekend. Paul, he was 11 and two in the faceoff dot in his second game as a NCAA collegiate player. That's awesome. He is going to be a force in the middle of the ice for Denver and, Coach, I asked Coach off the record last night. I said, "You played him a lot." He goes, "Yeah, I put him in a lot of different situations <laughs> to see what he uh, had." They, that was off the record until a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's going to tell me. He's going to tell me on the record on Tuesday. I just didn't have a chance to do one on one with yeah, him. But yeah, yeah. man, I mean, 
if that kid had been able to come in healthy, who knows where they'd be. He came in uh, on the ninth and 10th games of the season and just solidified. That line, Paul, is ridiculous. Uh, they have Tristan Bros. They've got Aiden Thompson, and they got Jared Wright, who bar none is the fastest hockey player, and not just skater, fastest hockey player that I have ever witnessed in 50 years of watching this game. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I telling you. Okay, I, I don't have the frame of reference that you do, but that's fine. Paul, six times. And I looked over at Nick Tremioli yesterday, and I said, Nick, have you ever seen anything like this? And he goes, no. I mean, Dominic Bassey went behind the net to play a puck casually, like he thought he had all kinds of time. And before he could even look, get his head up, uh, Aiden Thompson or uh, Jared Wright was on him. And it was like he almost took the puck away from him and scored. And I was going like, man, that just doesn't happen because he was at the blue line when he went behind the net to get the puck. And all of a sudden he was on you like that. So uh, if you don't think uh, Jared is one of my uh, upcoming guests from Pioneerville, um, you're sadly mistaken because I hope to get him on Tuesday. Okay. I, I just okay. hope to be on the show Tuesday night. That's all. <laughs> I got nothing more for you. Take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network, brought to you by AT&T Wireless, where you can get the latest phones free with eligible trade-ins. Go to AT&T.com slash wireless for more details. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Available at our two locations, 6611 South Valley View Boulevard, as well as 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury's and Suites, now an official Disney World Hotel. Book your stay now at DruryHotels.com. Top Golf, play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state of the art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA college hockey resource. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask. And all of the Ice Time HockeyWest.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download wherever you get your podcasts from. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. When you search for us, please use ITHSW podcasts, all one word. Like, rate, and review, and subscribe. Uh, it helps people find the show. Absolutely does. Well done. Our thanks to uh, the Air Force head coach, Frank Serratore. Always a great gift. We appreciate his time because Paul Sunday Night Live, the live show, was created for just this, to talk to coaches, possibly players, that have had a great weekend. And, boy, when you sweep Alaska Anchorage and you do so with a limited number of defensemen, as he told us about, uh, kudos to the Air Force uh, Falcons. Also, again, another shout-out to Lindenwood and uh, Coach Rick Zombo for getting his first NCAA sweep. Um, I don't know how many games they played, maybe 12 or so, but to, to get one at 12. Army, that's well done. So uh, we definitely thank him on that. Tomorrow night we'll have analytics and eyeballs. We'll have a guest of some sort, um, and we'll also 
debut, not debut, but we'll, we'll bring out the Super 16 again. And Paul's been working hard all weekend on this, folks. So if you want to hear it, make sure you tune in. Again, my apologies for going a little early tonight, but we had to. No choice. For the Podbean uh, maintenance. And um, tune in. Watch, listen, do, subscribe, all that good stuff. We'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody.